You're listening to the Ambition Incubator podcast, and I'm your host, Deirdre Morrison. I'll be sharing some bite-sized brain science, thought-provoking questions, and mind-bending ideas about how our brains work, change, learn, and adapt, and how we can use the knowledge emerging from the field of neuroscience to open up new possibilities and make the progress we want in all areas of our lives. Hey everyone and welcome along. Today's very special guest is Letitia Johnson. Letitia is a prosperity coach, the founder of the Wealth and Wellness Network for Female Entrepreneurs and the best-selling author of Five Money Mistakes That Are Costing You a Fortune. In this episode, Letitia and I discuss how awareness of and working on your beliefs about money and wealth can make the difference between your success and failure in business. Hey Letitia. I'm really pleased to have you here. Thank you so much for coming in today. I know you're absolutely up to your eyes and you probably have a million and one things that you've got to be doing. So yeah, I'm really, really, really delighted to welcome you here today. Oh, thank you so much. And good morning from the East Coast of the States. I am very excited to be here and anything for my girl, Deirdre, seriously. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. I really am. Well, look, Letitia, I know you have a masses of expertise in an area that is both essential and sometimes uh, very daunting for a lot of people because you are a prosperity coach and you deal with wealth. Um, you're the founder of the Wealth and Wellness Network. So obviously, this is very, very important to you. If you were to say or tell me a little bit about what you see as the reason that this is most important for people, what would that be? Absolutely. Um, so let's be honest. Let's 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 address the elephant in the room. So regardless if you like to say I love money or not, money and our wealth is our livelihood. We use it literally every day. And unfortunately, most of us weren't taught on how to utilize it. We weren't taught on how it works. So it's very important that we do the work to understand how it works, why it works, and most importantly, how we have to show up mentally and emotionally in order to understand the mechanics of wealth a lot better. And here's what I mean by that. So I'll use a personal example. Um, growing up, I came from a very, at first it was a, it was low, lower class um, to later transitioning into middle class family. And Growing up, um, because we were just above poor during my uh, early childhood um, stages, um, I I literally went from public assistance I didn't know at the time <laughs> to hand me downs, you know, passing down clothing from cousins and and uh, aunties and all of that. So later, moving into more of the middle class family, there was a lot of transitioning. And most of that transition was all from my mindset. I had no idea why money did this. I had no idea what it was. To me, it was to go to the store and buy and to make expenses. But I had no idea that there was energy behind it. And when I mean energy... I mean that a lot of the the lack, a lot of the not having enough that I experienced growing up as a child literally trans 
transitioned over into my adulthood life. So that's why it's very, very important for us to, one, identify what I like to call the money story um, early on. So that way, as you are interacting with money, because again, it's our livelihood, we use it every day, you're able to do it in a healthy way, Mm -hmm. to do it in a healthy capacity and not out of lack, not out of uh, emotional distress and et cetera. I mean, as as entrepreneurs, people definitely need to have this in check and in order, don't they? Um, what is the what is the likelihood of somebody being able to succeed in business without resolving or aligning their money story? That's such an awesome question because you know, although everyone's situation is different, if you look at the whole the whole scape, scheme of things. It's the likelihood is slim to none. And here's why. Because if you have no idea of what your limiting beliefs are, if you have no idea that you thinking, I'll use myself as an example, because growing up for me, everything was difficult. It was hard. So the way I viewed money or looked at money is I had to reserve it. I had to hold it close to my heart, hold it close to me. It, I, I had to, I'm literally clenching my feet, my fists as I say this. So if you're operating out of that place of lack, it is going to show up. It's going to show up. So it's slim to none when you have those limiting beliefs, when you are still operating out of, oh, I have to work hard for the money or money doesn't grow on trees or being wealthy or being rich is greedy. When you have those sub, when you have those uh, ideas in your unconscious mind, right? When you don't even realize they're there, you actually act out of those those mindsets. Um, and I mean, you can definitely speak to the science of it, but I can only speak from my personal experience and also from dealing with uh, my clients, where you know I. I have the pleasure of meeting all types of all types of people. I've sat down with those who have literally are in a boatload of debt to those who are CEOs of corporations. And what's interesting is a lot of times they have some things in in, in common when it comes to their money mindset. It's because they did not identify some of these limiting beliefs. They did not identify some of the things that happened in their past and now it's showing up in their they're present. For example, emotional spending, right? If you Mm -hmm. emotionally spend, if when you feel bad or when you feel sad and you spend on things that don't serve you, whether it's something as small as a, a, of getting a, 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 not just taking a slice of cake, but eating, you know, about half of the cake or something as getting, you know, those Louis Vuitton shoes and you know, you can't afford it. It, it it boils down to the same type of lack mindset. It does. So, again, I know I said a lot, but it really is slim to none if you are unaware or not not able to identify some of those things that don't serve you and you're operating from a pace of lack instead of abundance. Yeah. And I guess, you know, if, if we have these unresolved things, if we have come from this background where money is difficult, money is a problem, money is scarce. We've learned that money is unpleasant. And 
you know, we, we are probably then trying very much to avoid dealing with it because it's it's something that we our, our experience tells us this is not fun. So how do we go from having this idea that we need to avoid dealing with money and learning about money and handling money to being the sort of people who are confident with it and know how to make it work for us as opposed to letting it control our life? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have to seek the understanding. And that could be a number of ways. One, I really pride myself in getting someone who can be a mentor or a coach. So for example, I'll, I love using this analogy. Like if you wanted to lose weight, let's be honest, and you've been doing your best to try to, to lose that stubborn fat for years, it's very difficult to do it on your own when that's your habit, when it's something that you don't necessarily have the discipline set up for you yet. So what do you get? You get a coach, right? You have someone to hold you accountable. Or like I said, the another way you can do is by seeking the information, right? There's, there's platforms like this podcast. Um, there's also platforms like Wealth and Wellness Network where there's other women from all over the over the globe who you can connect from who you can who you can connect with who you can get information from and and let's face it something you mentioned earlier is that a lot of times we seek we try to avoid it and i found that a lot with entrepreneurs because you know we focus a lot on our craft we we want to master our craft we focus on getting our product or service inside in front of the right client right our ideal client but what we don't realize is entrepreneurship is all about is a business right and a business is about the bottom line so if you don't have an idea of how money works if you don't have any idea of how to hit your financial targets if you don't even understand you know anything from like a profit and loss statement or realize that you have some limiting beliefs it's going to be extremely difficult going back to that slim to none chance of you really reaching your ideal client and then sustaining your business because you have a blockage it's almost like having a wall in front of you and you're running towards the wall but you're looking to get to the other side (laughs) It's, it's almost impossible it's very important that you seek the knowledge right you also get accountability because entrepreneurship is is not easy it's not easy at all but it can become more simpler once you actually seek the help so Letitia, i wanted to ask you um was there a, a point in your life where you stopped looking at money from the beliefs well obviously there was this point but i would like to know from you um what it was that triggered your change in attitude that made you come at this from a different angle to um, incorporate wealth and money as such a positive part in your life uh, rather than the story that you'd grown up with? Yes. Um, at the time, I had this very live, lively and growing career in the news field. And I had access to celebrities and perks and was making money and i had moved from philadelphia to new york city which was like a dream of me the city of lights and just all of this action happening and i realized that i didn't know crap 
about really building wealth because I was around all of these intelligent folks and I was getting exposed to so much just being in the newsroom and I was making money and I realized I had this, this, um, uh, what do they call it? When you're on the hamster wheel where I kept mm-hmm. having this cycle that I kept doing. So I had, I was, I would save thousands of dollars. And then next thing you know, I would go close to zero. I had this like, (laughs) I don't know why it just what happened. I was really good at quote unquote saving. And then I almost depleted my savings. And Mm -hmm. it just was this, this will, this, this cycle that kept happening. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Why is this happening? And what am I doing wrong? And there was this, this, there was this really good, um, colleague of mine who started giving me information and showing me where to go and two books in particular that he gave me um one was the e-myth by michael gerber i believe is his last name and the second one was think and grow rich by napoleon hill uh our favorite (laughs) oh i love that that is my favorite book of all times and i realized two things one that's when I realized I had these limiting beliefs and working hard. I felt like I always had to work hard and things couldn't flow to me easily. And and I I started to identify what what actions I was doing and what things that I was bringing into my life by having that understanding of everything had to come hard because of my childhood. So, for example, in college, I had three and four jobs. Didn't need them at all. But I had to work hard for the money. And even in the newsroom is a very intense environment. But I went through this whole process of I would save and I would lose it. And it was like it had to be so hard. It couldn't be so simple. And then with the myth, it taught me about systems and it taught me about how to how everything has to have a process in the system and you have to understand that. And that helped me on the business side of things. So what I did was I combined the the two. I started learning how to work on my wealth and then I also started working on the mechanics of wealth. So that's one of the, that is what I do. I combine the two, the money mindset with teaching the mechanics of wealth. Mm. Yeah, because they're, they're like uh, they're the right hand and the left hand, really, aren't they? Exactly. Exactly, yeah. it is. And tell me, um, just out of curiosity, from the from people who come to you and they have sort of reached this barrier, um, is there a connection between um, maybe self worth and actualizing financial worth? Yes, yes, yes. You hit it on the the nail on the on the head. Yes, the nail on the head, Deidre. <laughs> I'm telling you, um, I. It's interesting. I had this really good mentor um, when I was in college. And later in my career, I started doing freelance work for her. And she was into marketing and sales. And she was teaching me about it because she knew I had this this goal of becoming an entrepreneur and uh, having businesses. And she was like, I'm going to train you and develop you so you can be successful at it um, before you really jump in. And I remember she was doing the sales call and she allowed me to get the same type of, um, we basically role play. And she literally said to me, you have a self-worth issue. 
And we totally was not talking about that at all. We were just, she was just asking me, what would I do? How would I do it? And where am I at? Where am I at? You know, uh, probing questions. And she literally came out and said, you have a self-worth issue. And I could not understand it. And I, I, rem I really remember myself getting really frustrated with her because I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm confident. You know, I believe that I can get some things done. Like, and I've achieved this and that, you know, you start going down your resume, but as I grew and I started to identify and make correlations between, you know, the things that I have been through from literally being on public assistance, from going into debt, from having this, you know, very, very lively and prestigious career, but depleting my savings, I realized I had some self-worth issues. And it, it wasn't until she identified it that I was able to start making those connections and those correlations. And, and just going to back to what I said earlier, that's why it is very important to seek the help, to get someone who can identify a lot of those triggers, you know, scarcity mindset beliefs, um, limiting beliefs, to be able to identify that because sometimes we are so unaware because we're blind to our own habits, you know, because yeah. it becomes a habit over time. So that's, awesome. that was something that was really eye opening to me. Yeah, so really, um, it sounds like then most important or the first step, the real kind of key piece of advice from that sounds like, um, you know, you need someone to hold up a mirror to you. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, I was speaking to someone earlier today and it was, it was, we quoted Gandhi. It's like everyone wants change, right? But then you have to be the change you want to see first. Right. Uh -huh. So it's uh -huh. the same, it's the same thing when it comes to your wealth It's the same thing when it comes to your relationships, whatever, your situation may be, it has to start from within. And a lot of times we need someone else to hold up that member first to, f to figure out what changes we actually need to make. Yeah. And change is hard. It's so easy to resist change because, you know, it takes energy, it takes concentration, it takes willpower, it takes all of these things. And that's, it, you know, it's something actually that I've been thinking about a lot recently because our friend Napoleon Hill uh, talks about, you know, no, no achievement happens without great sacrifice. And sometimes I think that the sacrifice is not necessarily sweat, blood or tears. The sacrifice is those things that we have believed all along, that we have to let go of the things that we currently believe and change those to believe something new, to be the thing that we can be. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you use the, a powerful uh, statement, let go. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the simplest thing, but it's the most difficult when you, one, don't even realize, right? When you're unaware. And then two, once you are aware, because it, it feels uncomfortable yeah. and it really is about getting uncomfortable. And I'm, I, I'm still learning this in business in particular, that I have to get out of my own way. I have to get uncomfortable to even go to the next level. Right. And it's in it. And, and that's one of the things that I really, uh, pride myself on when I sit down with, uh, 
anyone, whether they're looking to become my client or are my client, I get all in their business. We sit down, we get uncomfortable. I see where you are. I I look at where you are. That's step A. And then I create a step-by-step game plan to help you get to step B. All right. I hold up that mirror so you can get there and and help you get uncomfortable. And we get uncomfortable together. (laughs) You know what? That just sounds like the best possible route to to changing things, Letitia. Um, I think you probably have some very lucky clients and no doubt some very grateful ones whenever they have managed to get through that barrier of uh, see, see beyond the box that they don't even know they're in. Thank you. Thank you. And, 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 and we all have to do that sometimes. And, and that's one of the things that I really love about uh, Wealth and Wellness Network because, you know, we're able, because I like to call it a sisterhood. I don't even look at it as like clients or just, you know, a whole bunch of entrepreneurs. Like it really is a sisterhood to me. It's a network. And because we come from all different backgrounds, shapes, sizes, uh, everywhere in the world, we're able to get outside of that box and that helps us grow. Right. Um, yeah. and I've been able to just grow as a person, just being a part of the network. Um, so yeah. Well, look, I would love to put all the details for that into the show notes today, Letitia, because I'm sure that there will be people listening who A, are more interested in finding out about what it is that you do and how you can help them, but also about this Wealth and Wellness Network, of which I am a very proud member as well. Um, So I will be delighted to share that with people, um, as well as the the book titles that you mentioned. So we will check those out and make sure I've got the, the first one correct as well. Sure, please. Thank you. (laughs) Letitia, it has been an absolute pleasure. We're out of time, believe it or not. That just flew, didn't it? Um, (laughs) But I want to let you get back to your day because uh, I have a lot of respect for all of the things that you pack into your, your time. So thank you so much again, and I will see you on the other side of this. Thank you so much. And you know, time flies when you're having fun. So thank you so much for having me, Deirdre. I really appreciate you. This was great. You're a star. Thanks, Letitia. Hey, before you go, I want to take a moment to say thanks for tuning into this episode of the Ambition Incubator podcast and just check to make sure you know that you can join me each week for a deep dive, dynamic, collaborative reading of some business classics. You'll find all the information you need when you register for free at ambitionincubator.com forward slash BBC. I'll see you there.